When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Another week, another yes. episode. This is episode 10. Woo! We have 15 episodes this season, so we are two-thirds of the way through. Yep. This is chapters 40 through 42, and we're calling this The Court of Nightmares. Ooh. Which is really just one chapter, but, like, the most important. Yeah. I mean, it's two-thirds of our reading this week. That's so true. <laughs> One chapter, but we'll give most it, of the pages. We'll give it the priority. <laughs> exactly. So, really exciting. Um, I loved rereading this section i loved it so much i i I mean i really didn't care about 40 that much or 41 but like 42 yes i was totally here for it it was one of those things too where i was like and i think i texted y'all this it was like how is this book so good like every time i read this (laughs) every time i'm like so fully engaged you know what i mean like i think it's easy sometimes when you're rereading things to be like Oh, yeah, I know. Just kind of skim over it. Yeah, like, no. no. I'm invested. So invested. So, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Shall we dive in with chapter 40? Dive in. Okay, so I whipped out some of my summary stickers I haven't used in a really long time. Yeah. Um, Chapter 40 is my cranky sticker. Oh, yeah. We're whipping that back out. Um, So I said, the meeting with the human queens takes place much to everyone's displeasure. Mm, Accurate. (laughs) So, chapter 40, what were your initial thoughts for that? So, I'm not a fan of the queens. No. Um, I feel like it shouldn't come as a shock that human royalty are snobs, full of themselves, and, like, think they know it all, but I was kind of shocked. Yeah, because, like, they're the bottom of the totem pole. (laughs) Right, yeah, they... (laughs) Like, they're queens, but, like... There's a whole other... Like, they are not the apex predator anymore. Exactly. Like, fey rule the world kind of thing, and they were just given this land south of the wall yes. to rule and the continent and the continent yeah, yeah yeah but but yeah i would i i imagined them being a bit more afraid yeah but not at all no so and i'm also just impressed that everyone on the night court is able to pretty much keep their composure like throughout the whole thing yeah um so that was my initial i agree mm-hmm All right, so we have five queens show up, not six. Yeah, number six is ill, apparently. Yes. Um, And from the beginning, we kind of get, like, the high-level vibes of them all. So there are two kind of, like, middle-aged ones that are very, like, yin and yang Mm -hmm. vibes. 
there are two young queens, one, you know, black-haired, black-eyed, and the other one, like, blonde and beautiful, and then one old queen. Yeah. And it seems like the old queen and the young blonde queen are the ones that are kind of running the show for everybody. Everyone else is just kind of sitting in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, So we start talking about war with them. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we know. Mm -hmm. Well, and I thought it was interesting. I don't even, I don't know if they've started talking about war yet when this happens, but they're kind of, I mean, everybody's sizing each other up, obviously. Right. But I thought it was interesting that the queens were sizing up the females more than the males. Yeah. It's almost like they were just, you know, guards similar to their own. Mm. Um, but they're really, you know, she says, more stock towards us. Her crimson gown floating on a phantom wind. The golden queen sized her up with each step, each breath. A threat for beauty and power and dominance. Yeah. And so they're just, I feel like the queens are only paying attention to the females, which is Kind of interesting, but again, females. I think part that's of what it's we do. Also, their vanity. Oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. Especially with more being as beautiful as she is. Right. Well, and then also, like, she has a reputation. Right. Because she's like Morgan, the Morgan from mm-hmm. the war. And it's like, yep. Mm hmm. So I think more won that yeah. standoff of sorts, for sure. Um, so when war got brought up, the interesting thing, and this is kind of what starts off the insanity of this chapter, right. is the queens say that they know war is coming and they don't care. They're not going to protect this land in Perithian. Basically, and yeah. And these humans are left to their own devices, essentially. Which, which is, is crazy. Yes. I'm like, these are your people. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to defend them. You would think. You would. But obviously this is a huge shock. To Feyre and Nesta and Elaine, they're like, mm-hmm. "What?" Yeah, and I, I, Feyre's reaction, kind of a little bit before this, she's, she said, "Like I kept my shoulders back, chin high." Cassian had been teaching me these past weeks how about how to feel out an opponent. Mm-hmm. What were her words? But the opening movements in another sort of battle, mm-hmm. and like I like that Cassian hasn't just been physically training her; he's been almost politically training her. Yes, um, and so. Fair is kind of aware that she can't give the response that she wants to or yeah. act out certain ways. And so, especially with this piece of information about the queens just being like, oh, well, we're not going to yeah. protect these humans. Yeah, I think she does a really good job of, like, speaking from her heart while mm-hmm. also, like, containing herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting how much the queens know kind of about the fairies and Prithian yeah. and everything. It's like they, they knew Reese's reputation for shattering minds and destroying as he sees fit. And you know, they winnow, they do all these like things and they know the Morgan. Yeah. It's just interesting. Cause I mean, they, they don't live immortally. <laughs> they are not immortal. They are not immortal. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like this information must have just been passed down. Yeah. Like from one queen to the next. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. I thought that was interesting how much they knew. Yeah, definitely. Um, The song, the Taylor Swift song, big reputation, big (laughs) reputation. That like was playing in my head um, as I read that part. (sighs) Um, But so Feyre obviously like tells part of her story. Right. And the eldest queen goes like, you are a young child. You have much to learn about the ways of the world. And then Reese goes, do not condescend to her. Do not insult Feyre for speaking with her heart, with compassion for those who cannot defend themselves when you speak from only selfishness and cowardice. 
and the eldest stiffened for the greater good. Many atrocities, Reese Purd, have been done in the name of the greater good. And I think, first off, he knows that all too well. Mm -hmm. He's had to do atrocities for the greater good. He's experienced that in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. But just the... The fact that he sticks up for Farah. Yes. Oh, I loved it so much. Because... Tam- like Tamlin would have just told her to shut up, mm-hmm. stay out of it. Yeah, you know, like to like not only a, like validate what she says, mm-hmm. but validate what she's speaking to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, is really awesome. Yeah, I I just love that he respects her enough yes. and wants her to know that he believes what she's saying exactly, and that you shouldn't belittle people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was very happy about that. Um, and then Moore steps in, and she reprimands the queens for their cowardice. Which, like, good for you, I Moore. know. And how they're nothing like the original queens who signed the treaty, you know, mm-hmm. however many years ago. And then she also kind of reveals that Miriam and Draken, Dra- Draken? I don't know. I say Draken. Draken, I'll go with that. Um, how they lived together on an island in peace for over 500 years with human and fae, just, like, living in peace, which... Is like this huge secret that seems to have been dropped. Yes. Um, which we kind of learn about a little bit more in the next chapter. But um, yes, uh, Pharaoh says, a secret I realized that perhaps had remained hidden for five centuries, a secret that had fueled the dreams of Resand of his court, a land where two dreamers had found peace between their people, where there was no wall, no iron wards, no ash arrows. And then it says, the Golden Queen and Ancient Queen look to each other again. Like, that's Mm -hmm. catching their attention. They're like, what? Yeah. Because that's unheard of in Perithian. Yeah. So, I'm like, that's pretty impressive to hide for 500 years. It's very impressive. Granted, I mean, Valaris has been hidden for thousands of years. True. But. Yeah. It's whenever someone does that. Always impressive. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. So, it's intriguing. I'm excited to, like, we, I think. We've gotten just a very little glimpse of, like, those names before. Yeah. And I think this next chapter is when they kind of explain the story more. Right. Um, But it's a very intriguing story. You're like, wait, mm-hmm. what did they do? Why did they do that? How did they do that? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of questions swirling right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but the queens want some kind of proof, basically, showing that Reese is not who rumor claims him to be, but a male of peace. Right. And Valaris is basically the only proof that he can offer and I'm like, is he really going to give that up? Yeah. Would he really... He kept that hidden from Amarantha for 50 years. Yeah. It's been hidden for thousands of years. Are you so willingly going to give that up? It's know. it's a hard position. It's super hard. Also, like, queens, get off your high horse. I know. I know. Do you not hear how he's speaking? I know. Do you not hear how all of them are speaking? Like, we know in that war 500 years ago that he sided on the side of humans. Right. It's like, you need fairies. You like, humans would have died without them. Yes. Like, he's proved he's on the human side 500 years ago. Yeah. He continues to prove it. I know. It's like, what is a repu... Like, reputations are important, but, like, when you weigh that against what you see and you know... Right. Similar to Tarquin, he was like, I know what people say about Rhysand, but I've seen this. Yeah. So, I know mm-hmm. that that's not true. So, it's like, what games are you playing? That's a great question. And they kind of like clearly it's power dynamics basically because mm-hmm. they're like we're summoned by no one. And oh, like, I know. I was like, get leisure. over yourselves. Yes, 
that's like, and it's like have. that's why they took so long to respond because they don't want to be summoned. Yep. And it's like I'm sorry, this is a meeting. You're just trying to schedule a meeting. How how ridiculous are they you? Have attitude. Mm-hmm. And then Elaine says what we're all thinking. Well, the queens leave first. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I don't see Elaine seeing, saying this in front of the queens. That is true. But still, still, Elaine says, "I hope they all burn in hell." And I'm like, "Ditto, sis." I love that. Yes. It's like Elaine. And mm-hmm. I think in the book, it's like Elaine. Elaine said this. Like, Farrah <laughs> yeah. is shocked, which I'm shocked too when I heard this. I was like, Elaine. It's very out of character for her. It is. Way. But for her to be that upset, especially because the queens have basically just told her, yeah, we don't care about you or anybody mm-hmm. that lives in this area. Yep. So I'd be pissed too. Yeah. So. I also see this. We've talked about how when we Hogwarts house sort her, she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's. Some Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah, out. for sure. Also, the feisty honey badger. I will mm-hmm. bite you. Um, so, anywho, anything else for Chapter 40? Nope. All right, Chapter 41. Um, this is a In My Feels sticker. Um, so, I said, a plan is formed to fulfill the wish of the human queens. Faber learns more about the history of some fae and her new friends as she readies for the court of nightmares. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Um, what were your thoughts? So I just like that we get a little bit of background on a few different things in this chapter. Mm-hmm. So we learn kind of about the Miriam, Dracon, and Jurian story, like yeah. we mentioned. Um, and then we get Moore's backstory, Ugh. or at least part of it. Um, and then we kind of learn about this orb of truth yes. thing. <laughs> it's a heavy, like, learning chapter. Mm-hmm. So they, they went out back to Valaris mm-hmm. and basically saying you know the they're talking to Amran, telling her what happened yeah because she wasn't there so she's got to get caught up yep so reese says the humans wish for proof of our good intentions that we can be trusted mm-hmm. and Amran's attention cut to me pharaoh was not enough i try not to let the words sting no i had not been enough perhaps i'd even failed in my role as emissary mm-hmm. and reese says she's more than enough with a deadly calm but i wondered if i had sent my own pathetic thoughts down the bond Mm. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, we'd all be thinking that too, especially when Amran right. vocalizes Pharaoh's not enough. Yes. And she doesn't mean it offensively. She's no, kind of just she's surprised. Like, I would think Pharaoh was proof enough. Right. She's proof. She's not, it's not yeah. Pharaoh's not enough. It's, she's not proof enough exactly. kind of thing. But was not phrased the best. No, way. the way Pharaoh takes it, it makes me sad. But I love that Reese is like, Again. De- defending her. Always defending her. Yeah. So I just appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I did also. I laughed um, at the beginning of that exchange when they get there. Because Reese just kind of like storms out to this garden. Mm-hmm. And Amron comes out. She says, if you're out here to brood Reese, then just say so and let me get back to my work. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Amron. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moore is even like trying to like basically say like, let me go speak to them. Let me go to the palace. Yep. And Asriel... Basically, just like told her no. Like, I was super surprised at like, no. that. Yeah, which it just because she's, you know, Reese's number three. Three, yeah, technically. So it's like almost in this like power structure. It's like I don't feel like you can tell her no. no. But, but he's also, like, he's always the one that's so. We we've talked about yes. their weird like possibly triangle love thing. triangle thing. He, I feel like he would do anything for more. So for him to tell her no, I was like, wait, what? Yes. Hazriel telling her no? Very firm. Right. Like, he is not backing down on this no. at all. So, because he says, like, they'd, like, string her up. They'd make an example of you. Which is why he's had such a hard time yes. getting in. Because, obviously, if she could do it so easily, he would have already done it. Yeah. So. 
so. It's, I mean, it's logical, but clearly, like, Mora is pissed about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> um, I think, you know, we learn this a little bit in the future, but we got a little glimpse of it in the last chapter. She knew the other human queens. Like, she right. fought beside them. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a little bit of that, like, no, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I've figured this out. I could do it again. And right. it's like, more. this is not the same situation. No, different queens, different times. Exactly. So. It said the heat died from Moore's eyes as she shifted a foot against the moss and flagstone. Mm. She's given up on it. Yep. So then we get the story about Miriam, Dracon, and Jurian. Yep. And. Basically, Miriam was with Jurian. Mm-hmm. Miriam ended up falling in love with Dragon. Mm-hmm. Jurian kind of went nuts. And Miriam and Dragon faked their own deaths and ran off. Sort of, yeah. At a very high level. Very high level. And Miriam was also half fae, half human, mm-hmm. and was enslaved. Yep. And so she was given as a gift to Draken. Yeah. And Who was a prince. Who was a prince, ran away, but then they fell in love, and now humans and fae live yes. secretly together on this island. But everyone thinks they're dead. Yes. Including Jurian. Yes. So it's a very interesting love dynamic there right and so basically that won't work as proof to show the queens because it's not part of reese's character yeah we do learn just like on a it, he drops it very quickly but mm-hmm. cassian says that draken's aerial army was as good as ours mm-hmm. we might need to call upon him by the end so you're like oh they got their own flyers right so interesting so the only way that reese believes they can show the queen's like his who he is and like who his character is is by showing them Valaris. Yep. And he plans to do this by obtaining this like truth orb from the Court of Nightmares. Yes. Which goes along with Moore's family's truth telling powers. Right. Which still don't really make sense to me, but we're going with it. We're going with it. Mm-hmm. I know my initial instinct though is like protect Valaris. Like I think I he's doing his best. Like hopefully excuse me, hopefully this orb of truth they can show it and it still like keeps that protection there. Right. But just very anxious. I'm like, protect it. I know. I don't want the, I don't want anybody else to know about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and let's see. Um, I thought it was cool how Farah kind of like visits the rainbow, but like on the, like she's, she's trying, trying. We've seen the like artist in her starting to come out, Mm -hmm. but she gets there and she's like, I'd be stupid to venture into the quarter anyway, when it might very well be ruined in an, in any upcoming conflict. I'd be stupid to fall in love with it when it might be torn from me. So like a coward, I turned and went home. So like, not great, but that is progress. She did go out by herself into the city. So that is yes. progress. And she's not, she might be lying to herself, but she's not going into it because she's worried she'll fall in love with it now with the conflict. That's different right. it than is. being like, I am detached from. Right. I don't love painting. I don't love yes. any of it. It's like, no, she wants to see it. So it's like a little, but she's, a little baby step. Yeah. She's scared of losing it. Right. Exactly. Or loving it and then losing it. Yeah. So. Um, and then she has this conversation with Resand that mm. gave me all the feels. Yep, this is definitely the feelsy sticker. Very, this is where all the feels came in. Mm-hmm. So he kind of shows up and he's like, I'm debating asking you to stay tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. he's nervous about bringing her. And this quote struck me. Um, he says, you've only started to look at me like I'm not a monster and I can't stomach the idea of anything you see tomorrow 
being beneath that mountain, putting you back into that place where I found you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pharaoh's like, but with Cassian and Azrael and more, with him. And so she wants to help. She says, let me help in whatever way I can. So, so many things happening in that quote of, you know, Reese's like vulnerability there, the mm-hmm. connection they've been building, his fears. Right. But then counteract that with Pharaoh's bravery. I know. With the people around her. Like she feels like with those people, she can do the hard things. Yeah. Which is like, that's family. I know. So those gave me good Pharaoh feels. I know. And I just love that Reese, he's so good. He asks, like he's telling her what he's feeling. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if I can ask this of you. Yeah. Or I don't know if I want to ask this of you. Mm-hmm. But he tells her what he wants to ask of her. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and he's honest about it. He says the role you'll have to play is not a pleasant one. No. Whereas Hamlin would never have even brought her along, first no. off. But, yes, yeah, so I just I appreciate that it's a struggle for Reese. Yes. As well as Farah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, like, working relationships, friendships, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's a give and a take, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one person communicating and another person communicating back. Like, it's not a one-way street. Right. And, like, that's what you're seeing here is he's expressing fear. She expresses something. Like, it's just yeah. a good back and forth. And she ends that kind of exchange with, I trust you. I know. I love that. <sighs> like, that's a, that's a huge thing. That's huge. Especially for Farah. Yes. Someone who, like, I, I don't think she has trusted anybody. No. For a very long time. hmm So, just with her trauma... I think that's a huge deal. I know. I was super excited when she said that. Yeah. And then we kind of launch into Moore's backstory. Which is terrible. Literally the worst. His whole inner circle has horrible backstories. I know. <laughs> I, I like hate to read them all. I know. But I'm like, I understand now why you guys choose each other as family. Exactly. When that's what you were stuck with. Yeah. So, but I, I love the found family trope. It just brings <laughs> me so much joy. Um, not her backstory though. No. So she came from the court of nightmares. We kind of knew that already from right. what she did say previously, but essentially she was promised to Eris, the eldest son of the high Lord of the autumn court. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a reputation for cruelty and more was just like, no, yeah. But her family was like, deal with it. So she, Reese kind of like took her to like clear her mind a little bit to the Illyrian camps where she slept with Cassian, which again, we kind of were getting those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, ba- because of that, the engagement was called off. Her family was pissed. Autumn Court was pissed. Her family like nailed a note to her, basically saying like, "She's not our problem anymore." Dumps her on the border of the Autumn Court yep. and is left by Eris. Eris comes across her and is like, "Goodbye." Yep. Not my problem either. Mm-hmm. And she was found like. A day later, I think, by Azriel. So, it's terrible. It's terrible. Your family abandons you, and the Autumn Court abandons you. Yeah. Everybody abandons you, treats you like you're nothing. Yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. And I think her story is, like, one of the worst, like, backstories I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Um, But Feyre brings up something that I think is, like, really poignant, and it says, I thought of that merry face, that flippant laughter... The female that did not care who approved, perhaps because she had seen the ugliest her kind had offered and had survived. And I'm like, there's something so powerful. And I think Farrah's discovering this too, of being a survivor. Yeah. And like a true survivor who has moved past it and has 
like taken on new heights of joy and new like mm-hmm. outlooks on life. Like more is such a, she, she still has her stuff going on, right? Yeah. Like, but she's know. not letting it define her. Yes. And her present. Exactly. So it's just, she's a really cool example of someone who overcome mm-hmm. triumph and is still a joy. Yes. So I love her. <laughs> um, and so after that story, um, I loved this, like, last ending of it. It said, Baron's fire began crackling in my veins. My fire, not his. Not his son's either. I took Reese's hand, and his thumb brushed against the back of my palm. I tried not to think about the ease of that stroke as I said in a hard, calm voice I barely recognized, tell me what I need to do tomorrow. And I was like, let's go! Let's go! What a good lead-in. It's like, determination... We got that little bit of like flirtation and it's just like chef's kiss. Yes. She's ready to take him on. And that's 41. Oh, and now 42. (gasps) Okay. 42. I whipped out a new sticker. Ooh. Okay. Actually, you know what? I might've done this in at some point in Akatar, but new at least first one for this book at minimum. This is my like lovey fire sticker and i am putting the number of flames at the bottom of it (laughs) based off of this this was a two flame chapter how many flames do we go to five i I would say five okay i was thinking on a scale of one to five one to five this feels like a two flame to me which i can justify later if need be but (laughs) anywho um so summary for this i put the inner circle visits the court of nightmares each with a special role to play Mm. Bum bum bum. Also, though, just real quick, look at that flame I drew. It's pretty it impressive. It kind of looks like a claw, but I tried. It, it's like a hand flame. It's a hand flame. Anyway, which I mean worked <laughs> for this chapter if you think it, about it. It did. Mm-hmm. Okay, what were your first thoughts on chapter forty-two? I have like a bazillion exclamation points, <laughs> and I was like, all the like sexual that's all tension. That's all I know. <laughs> I just I love how powerful Reese is, and that we finally get to see him. Yep. Like display this power, yeah, and in it's in the Hewn City. So I just I like that we get to see both sides of him. So we've really only come to know this like fun inner circle Reese, yeah. And we, I mean, Akatar, we kind of saw glimpses of what we thought Reese was, yeah. But I feel like this is the other Reese. Yes, I feel like this is like Reese. I feel like Reese with his inner circle and in Valaris is holding back. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not that we're seeing his true personality, but like you said, it's the true extent of his power we're seeing. Right. And I literally was just, I was dying. I know. I was, like, I think at one point, I'll call this out when I see it, but it was something about, like, the ground trembled. And I'm like, oh, yeah. same! I know. I am trembling! Oh, yes. Anywho. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. I just, I love how this chapter starts. So, you know, Farrah's trying to get Reese's mind off things mm-hmm. while they're flying over there. So, yep. um, she mentions that Morn Amrin said that the span of an Illyrian male's wings say a lot about the size of other parts. Yes. They also say Azrael's wings are the biggest. Yes. She is clearly trying to start up some trouble. I'm cracking up in my head. Yes. And then <laughs> Reese goes, when we return home, let's get out the me- measuring stick, shall we? I was just like, oh, well, you guys. She's doing a great job of distracting him. It is. But also, is there any validity to that? The mystery. The mystery. Um, but the banter just continues to crack me up. 
Um, he says, you're willing to brave my brand of darkness and put up one of your own, willing to go to a watery grave and take on a weaver, but little, but a little free fall makes you scream because he like dropped and like mm-hmm. it scared her. And she goes, I'll leave you to rot the next time you have a nightmare. <laughs> and he goes, no, you won't. You liked seeing me naked too much. And it's just all the banter and similarly along those lines so we learn how sensitive the illyrian wings are we do Mm -hmm. so they can be a huge turn on when stroked correctly note to self note to self (laughs) and farah asks which i was like wow you have some like audacity she's She's in a mood tonight she's very much i don't don't know what happened But she just, something turned on for her. And she's like, we're doing she's this. She's like, I'm asking whatever I want. Yeah. She says, have, um, she was asking if he's found that this is true during sex. Um, and he's answered, I've never allowed anyone to see or touch my wings during sex. It makes you vulnerable in a way that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh. Very interesting, Reese. Interessant. But I'm like, this guy is how many hundreds of years old? It's crazy that he's never been comfortable enough with a single person. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. But... Anyways. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wonderful conversation is interrupted. Yes. By arrows being shot at them. Not ash ar- arrows. Yeah, ash arrows. <laughs> so and someone's like, out to get them. Where the heck did they come from? I was like, this is Reese's court. It's not yes. just like they're traveling anywhere. Yep. They're in the night court. Yep. This so, is Reese's court. Who's shooting at the High Lord? Exactly. Um, I love the image that they kind of paint here as they go into like warrior mode. Right. It says, Azrael and Cassian were already hurling for us. Shields of translucent blue and red encircled them, sending those arrows bouncing off their siphons at work. And then it says, Reese slammed into the ground, snow flying in his wake, and fury like I hadn't seen since the day in Amaranthus court twisted his features. I could feel it thrumming against me, roiling against the clearing we now stood in. And so it's just, I just had a very clear picture there. Yep. Of just warrior mode shift. It's totally a shift. Yes. And then they're like, it kind of like pauses for a minute and they're like, We're, we got to figure this out. Let's mm-hmm. go. And Reese tries to send, you know, Feyre away. Mm-hmm. She she's, is no. She says no. She refuses to be sidelined. And I was like, yes. But this. like. I was like, where was this when you were at freaking Tamlin's Manor? I'm exactly. Like, you needed this strength then. Mm-hmm. Granted, I know it's taken her a while to like build this, but. But what's even better yes. is it says, Cassian and Azrael wisely kept their mouths shut, and Reese, mother bless him, only tucked in his wings and crossed his arms, waiting to hear my reasons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, this shouldn't be that hard. No. Like, is the bar just that low? <laughs> like, is that why I, I am, like, drooling over this? I don't know. But I love how she, she makes, like, clear, concise arguments about her tracking yes. abilities, her sensing other high lords' abilities. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it makes sense too. It's, and he listens to her. He listens. He's like, okay, fine. <laughs> but I was like, why Why could this not happen in the spring court? I know. I am just floored at that whole exchange. Yes. But I'm like, thank you, Reese, for not being like Tamlin. I know. It's not fair to keep comparing the two of them, but like. But how can you not? Yeah. In situations like this, I feel like you have to compare. This is true. It is obvious. This whole book is the comparison of the two of them. I shouldn't say that. But it just. I know. It's a. I mean, it's glaringly obvious. Mm Mm-hmm. Stark differences. But so they separate and don't find anything. Nope. Unfortunately. So they kind of rally to get ready to go back to the Court of Nightmares. Yep. Um, Feyre's with more. Mm -hmm. While the boys, I guess, are 
getting ready themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what did you think about first impressions with the Court of Nightmares? Um, so Court of Nightmares, very very similar vibes, obviously to Under the Mountain. Yeah, but it's way better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> way better. And to me, what visually, what I think of is similar to kind of like Lord of the Rings when you go into like the goblins, yeah, like they're massive cities under the mountain yeah. and everything like that. It's just beautiful, but it, like intimidating and scary and harsh yeah. kind of. Um, so visually that's what I think about. I totally agree. That's a good comparison. Yeah. I liked what Feyre said. She said, indeed, Amaranth's court had been the work of a child. The court of nightmares was the work of a God. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I know. I can't imagine just, she just describes like the in- intricacy of the yeah. carvings that she sees. And I mean, it sounds it sounds dark, but also like beautiful, right? At the same time. Mm-hmm. But I love that. So more is leading Farah inside, mm-hmm. and Farah thinks a queen who bowed to no one, a queen who had faced them all down in triumph, a queen who owned her body, her life, her destiny, and never apologized for it. I was like, what? <sighs> more is. Freaking queen! What yes, an amazing woman. And I love that Farrah thinks this about her. Yes. Like, I think we've talked about this before. This is the type of female friend you want. Not somebody that's exactly. like comparing themselves to you or trying to one-up each other. She's just like, this woman's amazing yeah. and she's a queen. Yeah. And I just love what Farrah, how she thinks of more. I agree. Um, and more in her usual like crimson, dark red. Mm-hmm. Um, but Farrah has an interesting outfit Mm. that is not like her normal. It says, it says two shafts of fabric that hardly covered my breasts flowed to below my navel where a belt across my hips joined them into one long shaft that draped between my legs and barely covered my backside. But unlike the chiffon and bright colors I had worn then, this one was fashioned of black glittering fabric that sparkled with every swish of my hips. She also has on a crown and I just was like, I want this. Yes. I want this dress. At first I was like, wow, I'm surprised that she would wear something that she wore similar to right. when she was in Amaranthus court. But then, you know, I think about what she's doing and she's exactly. acting the part. So it makes sense. It does make sense. That she'd wear something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so then more is kind of addressing like her dad and everybody in the court. And she says, your high mm-hmm. Lord approaches He's in a foul mood, so I suggest being on your best behavior unless you want to be the evening entertainment. Mm -hmm. And before the crowd could begin murmuring, I felt it. Felt him. (laughs) The very rock beneath my feet seemed to tremble, a pulsing steady beat, his footsteps, as if the mountain shuddered at each touch. Everyone in that room was still as death, and as if petrified that their very breathing would draw the attention of the predator now strolling towards us. And I'm just, I can, I, I feel like I can feel yeah. his power just emanating and just yeah. the, the rock shuddering and all that. Whoa. Yeah. Def, I'm, I, I don't understand how I feel the power just by reading this book, but I do. I know. And then, so then Cassian and Azriel walk in and they mm-hmm. each have seven siphons. Yes. Look like true warriors. And Reese follows them. And well, says, she also says they were not the males I had come to know. Oh no. The way she's like, describing them. It's like, they are these intense, like they've mm-hmm. sharpened their wings almost like the talons yes. on their wings, like just these super intense warriors. Reese follows Ooh. them and it says he had released the damper on his power on who he was. His power filled the throne room, the castle, the mountain, the world. It had no beginning and no end. I know. I just, I, it like makes me feel like I can feel it. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's intense writing right it there. It is such good writing. And I also, I just love this same little thread that keeps getting thrown in there. And it says, his hands were in his pockets. His black tunic seemed to gobble up the light. And on his head sat a crown of stars. Just the hands in the pockets thing. I, it always gets me. so at ease. Yes. And you're like, how are you so powerful and so at ease? Like, help me understand this. I know. I think it just makes it more intense of an image. It really does. Like, constantly always in this most relaxed state, but just power is emanating off mm-hmm. of him. The face of dreams and nightmares. Ooh. Yeah, I I just love this description of him walking in. Yeah, it's a whole so different much. view of him. Yes, because it's like when she hangs out with him, when the inner circle hangs out with him, he's just like your typical fun yes. guy mm-hmm. that they all love, who yes. just so happens to be the most powerful High Lord in history. Well, and that's the thing is we know he's the most powerful High Lord in history, but I don't, like we. this is obviously our first time experiencing what that actually means. Right, what it looks like yes. to other people. Because, so. like, even, like, I think we talked about this when we learned about the Valaris thing, too, mm-hmm. and what his powers were like when they were under the mountain. But, like, he only got to keep, like, a smidgen right. of that power. And even at that time, he could still destroy minds. Right. So I think you and I were like, what is the full extent of his power? Yeah. And we're finally starting to see it. Yeah. So I just love getting to see this side of him. I know. I also just, like, my personality just wants a strong man to take care of me. And so this is just like the biggest turn on of my life. I'm like, <laughs> I just want someone who is all the power. Please, thank you. Goodbye. Oh. <sighs> Anywho. Um, okay, so he comes up to his throne. Mm-hmm. He says, Welcome to my home, favorite curse breaker. And he brings he says, Come with me, brings her up to the throne with him and sits him right on sits her mm-hmm. right on his lap. Yes. Mm-mm. Do you see the big eyes? I just look at these big eyes. <laughs> just listeners, I drew very big eyes next to big them. googly <laughs> eyes. Big googly eyes. Yeah. Um, cause you know that's my dream. It's mm-hmm. fine. But she's bas- so she's acting as Reese's whore, which is a similar role to what she did under the mountain. Only yes. this time, she is enjoying it a lot more. Yep, a lot more. So she said, "And damn me to hell, but I leaned further back as his teeth pressed down. At the same moment, his thumb drifted high on the side of my thigh, sweeping across sensitive skin in a long luxurious touch. My body went loose and tight, and my breathing, cauldron damn me again, the scent of him, the citrus in the sea, the power roiling off of him, my breath hitched a bit." Same. I was like, "Man, Farah." Yep. But yeah, she's uh, loving being his whore currently. She is. And honestly, she I can tell, we talk about Reese's power here. We're also seeing her power in a way. Like, yes, yeah. she's playing a part. Mm-hmm. But at one point, I think Reese said, um, like, try not to let it go to your head that every male in here is contemplating what they'd be willing to give up in order to get that pretty red mouth of yours on them. And she says, I waited for the blush, the shyness to creep in, but I was beautiful. I was strong. I had survived, triumphed. And so I'm like, yes, you are Farrah. So like, she's even like, I think that's why she's playing this part so well also. Yeah. It's because she's feeling powerful in the yeah. same moment too. Um, I've also really appreciated. So, okay. She's feeling her power and she's also being very nice to Resand also. Yes. She looked at him for a moment and reminded him, you are good, Reese. You are kind. This mask does not scare me. I see you beneath it. Mm-hmm. Which just... I know. In the midst of all this, like, sexual tension, just, like, really warmed my heart. It really does. Ugh, so much. It is a lot. 
Um, there is just, there is a lot of touching. It is a, a lot, lot of, of touching. touching and I love it. And at one point, um, okay. So this is what I wanted to call out. So she says, Reese shifted his hips, rubbing against me with enough pressure that for a second, I didn't care about Kier or the autumn court or what Azrael might be doing right now to steal the orb. I had been so cold, so lonely for so long. And my body cried out at the contact at the joy of being touched and held and alive. <sighs> I know. But, like, okay, just, like, remember when you first fell in love. Yes. Like, those first touches. Your whole body's, like, electrified. Literally electrified. Oh, I can totally picture it. I love it so much. I love it so much. But, like, on a sadder, like, thought. So, Farah's, they're, you know, touching whatever. Um, She's thinking, I wondered then, with his hand beneath my breast and between my legs, what Reese wouldn't give of himself. Wondered if, if perhaps the arrogance and swagger... If they masked a male who perhaps thought he wasn't worthy very much at all. Yeah. That just made me so sad. Because I think it's partly true. I think he wears all these masks and doesn't think highly of himself. He always thinks he should be doing more, could be doing more. Yeah. And it makes me sad because he's doing everything. He really is. He is giving so much of himself. Yes. For everybody else. I know. But I I love that she's recognizing it and sees like what this mask is yeah that he puts on mm-hmm. um she also has a moment where she kind of like almost like it like the it slips mm-hmm. for a second when she starts to realize like oh my gosh like my body is reacting and like i haven't even been away from tamlin for that long i know which is so true it's like she's only been away what a month yeah at this point mm-hmm. oh which kind of like yeah are you being a whore Mm. Mm. yes but no okay but also like i know you broke up they weren't even together that long i know they weren't even together that long i know you know i know storybook timeline you're fine you're fine real life timeline maybe no (laughs) tamlin is terrible she's perfect everything she's doing is perfect and right sarah stop it Uh. um on another just like sad note too though is similar to what you were saying with Reese. Mm-hmm. Um she makes another comment. She says Reese had the same sex-addled expression on his perfect face, but his eyes, I couldn't read the shadows in his eyes. Maybe for all our teasing after after Amarantha, he didn't want to be touched by a woman like that. Didn't even enjoy being wanted like that. I had been tortured and tormented, but his horrors had gone to another level. And like that's a good like it's totally valid because like yes he's playing this part right now but i mean his he's been raped for 50 years yeah do you want to be touched by a woman i don't know i have no idea like you don't know like what time what like kind of healing is needed after that like maybe eventually but like maybe not right now or you know maybe he managed to like really disassociate the two like because it's like bantering and flirting are one thing but like physical touching is very different it is. And, like, we know he's, like, sensitive about the wings and gives of himself. But it's, like, mm-hmm. would he do that here? It's a it's an important, like, question to, like, ask and thing to think about, too. Because, yeah. you know, want to make sure he is having a good time as well. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. Anything else? Oh, yes. Kier. Yeah. How the chapter kind of wraps up. Yeah. So Kier is Moore's father. He insults Farah. Mm-hmm. You'll get what's coming to you, whore. Mm. 
And then that exploded into the room. Oh my gosh. I, I, oh, I love, I love it. that it was like instant. I know. He just unleashes yep. his rage on Kier. And he breaks his bone, his like yes. his arm into like four places, shatters his like elbow or something. And then does it to the other one also. Yep. And he tells them he can't go see a healer when he yes. wakes up. Well, okay. Also, and again, this is just like the arrogance of Kier, who mm-hmm. is Moore's dad. Right. Who run, We totally skipped over that. We just were like so excited to talk about recent Feyre. Because <laughs> he kind of like rules over the hewn city where they're at right, right now. Yes. So he usually gets to be the king of the castle, but right. not when Reese is in town. Mm-hmm. So he says that. And first Reese breaks something. And but then he says apologize, and Kira is not apologizing, and no. that's why it keeps escalating. Right? Like, yes, Reese very immediately broke his hand, but it did not have to be that bad, Kira. If you could just get over yourself, male arrogance, male arrogance, for sure. Oh, there's one quote at the end. So, Fair is saying, "My focus half remained on the High Lord, whose hand and mouth and body had suddenly made me feel awake, burning." It didn't make me forget, didn't make me obliterate hurts or grievances. It just made me alive, made me feel as if I had been asleep for a year, slumbering inside a glass coffin, and he had just shattered through it and shaken me to consciousness. The High Lord whose power had not scared me, whose wrath did not wreck me, and now I didn't know where that put me. Knee-deep in trouble seemed like a good place to start. (sighs) yeah. Here's the thing, like, Feyre is a key player in her own journey to heal herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. She ultimately has the power here. But Reese's capacity to give her the space she needs, to give her the encouragement she needs, to give her the support she needs, to give mm-hmm. her that fire she needs, has escalated her healing journey dramatically. Oh my gosh, so much. And to be that person is just incredible. Yes. Because it's not about what he thinks she needs. What He totally took himself out of the picture. It's almost like he was a vessel for her healing and was like, He's giving her anything that this. she thinks she needs. Yes. Yes. And I just love it so much. I know. And I just don't want to stop reading. I know. No, I just not. want them to keep growing together. It yes. makes me happy because they're both healing each other. You can totally tell. Exactly. And I think that is like, a sign of like a healthy relationship with somebody mm-hmm. is it's that it's not parasitic. It is that symbiotic. Yeah. They're healing each other. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> but anywho, that's the end. <sighs> need to go take a cold shower after that one. For real. <laughs> and we kept that very PG. We did keep that PG. That was like almost G. I know, but, like, I don't want to be crude. Oh, I don't either. I'm just saying, if you want the spice, read the book, obviously. Like, there is, like, I'm, okay, just real, the hand. Yes. I just, the hand. If you ask me my favorite part of mm-hmm. men, it is, it is, like, elbow down. <laughs> Most of the time, it is these, four, it is the forearms and the hands every time. Yes. When I look at pictures of, like, like, that picture of, um, so we do fan casting, this week with um, a bunch of people. So spoiler for that. But like with Richard mm-hmm. Madden, I just. Oh, he's got beautiful forearms. It's the forearms for me. That's what makes or breaks a man. It yes. is the forearms. I don't know why. It just is. <laughs> so the whole hand situation over here. Loving it. Yes. I think I said last week, hand happening action. Hand happening action. <laughs> 
You did. Oh, you know what? Something we didn't touch on, though, hmm. in the midst of that that I thought was really cool just to, like, bring it back is obviously, like, Feyre's body was responding to this. Yes. Reese was really polite about it. Super polite. Yes. Like, it's just your body reacting. But she like, almost came across as, like, oh, like, he doesn't want me like that. Right. Which I can see. I, if Yeah. I feel like if a guy is acting like that when your body's reacting a certain yeah. way, you're like, okay. But that's... his body was also reacting. So it's right. almost like they were in that same. But I think that's why she was questioning, like, is this something he even wants? Yeah. Because... He's clearly thinking, oh, don't worry. It's just your body reacting. Right. And so I think the same way too. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this guy doesn't want me. Right. But, but I on d- the same time. I appreciate how respectful he's being. Yes. He's like, I know you're just playing a role. Like, yes. this is what happens. It's your body. He's not mm-hmm. taking, I think as someone who is clearly a rape survivor, mm-hmm. he is very conscious of the fact, like, I am not trying to abuse this about you in right. any way right now mm-hmm. like this is a role we're playing like it very much feels like like when actors do sex scenes right, right. Like, there's all of these different things that help protect mm-hmm. the two actors from to feel like safe in the role so like that's kind of what i'm seeing here right so i look at it more as like from someone who comes from that mm-hmm. i see why he's behaving that way right and why he's trying to like downplay it a little mm-hmm. bit you know yeah so just jump back to that. Okay. Right. Now we're done. Now we're done. That was chapters 40 through 42. Next week, we're going to do chapters 43 through 47. Okay. And we're calling this Preparations for War. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Just a reminder, drop us any questions you might have. We are doing a spoiler, or not yes. a spoiler, a mini <laughs> With all of your questions. Yes. In the near future. So. We're going to do that probably in the next week or two. Yeah. So get those questions in if you haven't already. Yep. But other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.